Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. So I have officially not left my home in more than a week, Um, and I think at a time in my life, I, you know, i.e., like three weeks ago, that would have made me feel very guilty. But it's, a, I mean, this is what we're all doing, right? Like this is the new norm. Um, so last week I talked a little bit about how I had an in-person event and I was pivoting it and taking it online. And we did that. We did that on Thursday night of last week. It went amazing. We had a She Built This pajama party and we had a panel of three people. We had Casey Matthews, Lindsay Taylor, and Amber Lily Estrum. Um, it was myself and Jessica Terzakis interviewing them. And we had over 70 people watching us. It was so exciting while we were broadcasting and they were commenting and able to kind of like participate with us. And the feedback I got afterwards was so beautiful and amazing. People were just really inspired. And more than that, they were connected to one another. And I think uh, Aaron, my guest today, and I get into this a little bit, but this is this is titled social distancing, this period right now that we're going through. But that's not what it is. It's physical distancing. And Aaron really encourages us to look for new ways to get connected with one another during this time and to stay together, even though we might have to physically be apart. So one thing I want to kind of start doing with the podcast in the coming weeks um, as this unfolds is just to bring people on and let them share openly and hear how their businesses are pivoting and changing and being affected through this period. Because, well, I, I, first of all, just, I love hearing some of the ingenuity and collaboration and new things that are coming out of all this. And just like I, I say it in the podcast that, necessity is the mother of invention. And I don't even know if that's how the phrase actually goes, but it's so true. You know, you, we, you know, when, when you're put in a corner as an entrepreneur, this is your opportunity to get creative and say to yourself, okay, how am I going to make this work? Um, so that's kind of the, that's kind of the trajectory for the podcast coming up. I actually have some really interesting guests today. I have Erin Newhart. She is she has been on my show before as the owner of eStudio Events. Now, Erin was an event strategist, an event planner. Um, and she has had to, as she watches events, just like get canceled left and right, right? She's now thinking like, oh my goodness, everything I have done with my life is falling apart right before my very eyes. So I want, you're going to love the way that she is pivoting and one of the really unique and creative ideas that she came up to do so. And then I'm going to be having on my show, a photographer who is going to talk a lot about how she 
came up with how she markets herself and how she's responding to this. And then we also have a home organizer who goes into people's homes and helps them to organize. And she is definitely not going into people's homes right now. So we're just going to like get go there with our guests. You know, we're going to hear how people are changing and pivoting and what we can do to help them and what they're doing to help others during this time. So I think it's going to be a little bit, um, it's not going to be somber all the time. Like I want to still be just as positive and, um, you know, sometimes maybe I'll even tell a good joke and you guys will laugh uproariously like you always do because I'm hilarious. So I'm going to work those in too, but it is definitely going to be a little bit of a different tone for a while as we hear what others are going through, how others are dealing with things, what things are hard about this that they didn't expect to be hard, what things are actually, they're finding a lot of joy and gratitude in through this. So it's going to be really just a little bit of a spin. Um, but yeah, let me introduce today's guest. I'm super excited to have her on the show. And as I said, she's been here before, Erin Newhart, the owner of eStudio Events. She is an event and speaker strategist, and she has a real passion for community building. She believes that all events are unique and helps her clients develop and execute a one-of-a-kind event strategy based on their desired outcomes. She loves working with her clients to hone in on and uncover the purpose that is actually driving their event decisions. Too often, she sees people overlook the purpose and just barrel through the planning process. And I know we've all seen that, and those are the events you go to that you're like, why did I come to this? What is the point of this? Her passion for hospitality and customer service gives her a unique lens for the guest experience, and she strives to... ensure that attendees leave more connected to the cause, the information, and the other guests. She employs a servant leadership model, which you'll hear more about as I interview her and chat with her, I should say. She believes in collaboration over competition, and she is a true fan of authentic networking. She enjoys Huga at home with her husband and two dogs, Maple and Hercules. She also loves road trips and the beach, and she has a bit of a bibliophile, which means she's a lover of words. She usually has a few books going or waiting on cue to read. She is a New Englander with some Southern influence, and her guilty pleasure is murder, she wrote, and she also loves exploring medieval history. I love hearing fun facts about people. It's so fun. Um, Erin also holds a Bachelor of Science in Hospitality and an MBA from Endicott College in Beverly, Mass. Hi, Erin. Welcome. How are you today? Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, We're recording this today on a Sunday, so I'm curious to know how your weekend has gone for you so far. My weekend has been extremely busy. Um, I've been connecting with a lot of speakers and um, have been recording a lot of intro calls for the summit that's coming up. So um, it, it's it been nonstop. <laughs> yeah, we're, I definitely want to talk about the Silver Lining Summit because, well, first of all, I'm very excited about it and I know a lot of people um, are. But let's talk a little bit about like how it all came to be. So when we're recording this, it's March 22nd. And we are all as a country, as a, as a world going through um, a global pandemic and coronavirus. So right now, a lot of businesses that would have once had in-person opportunities, like yours, for example, (laughs) where you literally had a business around large gatherings of people. Um, So these people are all being forced to like pivot and change. So I want to know, first of all, how this has all been for you. 
and maybe even talk about like how you felt initially as opposed to how you feel now. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm totally able to be candid and open about this because I just feel like um, what we're going through as um, a collective around the world, you know, it's, it's affecting everyone differently. Um, people have different reactions to it. And um, I don't think that mine was necessarily unique. Um, but I, I feel like um, the way I reacted to it um, may have been it was the way that I did. So, um, on Mar the morning of March 11th, I went into my co-working space and, um, started working and there had been rumblings of, you know, events possibly canceling or postponing. Um, I had just seen South by Southwest, which is a huge 12 day conference, um, had canceled completely in Austin, which was a huge blow. Um, and then as, I continued to work. I watched as my inbox filled up with more events that were either canceling or postponing. I watched the TED conference move from April until July. Um, I, and then I started reaching out to my clients to see how they were doing and if they were looking at the possibility of um, moving or how they were messaging their attendees. Um, and that sent me kind of into a spiral because it um, where my business is, um, a lot of live events. Um, I watched as my industry shut down around me. Um, and I spoke with other industry leaders, um, from around the state and around the country. And, um, they, they literally, their, their businesses were either, um, shutting down temporarily or they were losing revenue or they were having to lay people off very, very quickly. And that was a really hard thing to see. So I went home, um, on that Wednesday and, um, turned to my husband and I was super, super scared and, and upset. And so, um, you know, I spent the rest of the day trying to, um, center myself and be mindful and just like allow myself to feel what I was feeling, which was a lot of desperation, um, really scared. And also, just like I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, so then that takes us to the next morning. And I woke up the next morning with this epiphany, I guess. I don't even know where it came from. It, it was divine inspiration, something. Um, but um, I said to myself, well, if I don't have any live events, there's an awful lot of speakers that don't have live events either because all of the events are starting to cancel. And so I posted on social to see if people would be interested in um, having an online summit. And that is really, um, it took off from there. So I got amazing responses to both of those posts and um, started connecting with speakers from around the world very quickly. And that was totally an inspiration and completely switched my um, my whole reaction to what was going on around me, as well as um, how I was going to move forward. So with everyone um, kind of rallying around that, I sprung into action and created the Silver Lining Summit. I think it's brilliant. And I think um, maybe you also want to talk even a little bit about how before this, like last time you were on this show, you were strictly an event strategist, and now you've added speaker strategist to your repertoire. So 
you know, how, where, where did that start to interest you? And I want you to, I want you to share, if you don't mind, that idea you had prior to this about the in-person event for this. And then how, again, like how that was just another way to take this and pivot it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. So, um, I, when I went out on my own and created e-studio events, um, from very early on in that process, I started getting approached by speakers who were like, oh my gosh, you're an event strategist or you're an event planner. Um, can you help me find events to speak at? And I was really reticent to assist in that in any formal capacity, Um, I was like, oh, like, it's so easy to find events and, you know, you can, there's all these different ways of going about that. Um, so, you know, I would give them free advice, but I wouldn't really, um, assist them in that. And, um, that went on for about two years. And so I came to last fall where I had been approached by more speakers and, um, who were really looking for help in finding their target audience. And, you know, it's, what I was finding is the information is out there, but it is in so many different places that um, it was hard for people to really find and hone in on what are the opportunities that were good for them. So um, I decided to start working as a speaker strategist and um, as a speaker agent and had gathered a few speakers together to, to assist them and started to launch that. And as a part of that, I had started to kind of noodle around what it would be like to host a live event that um, speakers and aspiring speakers could come and we would do recordings of either portions or or their full talk so that they would have a speaker reel. Um, Because I think that that's one of the gaps that a lot of speakers um, are, feel like it's hard to overcome, you know, how to put one together and how to, um, get a space where you can have that, that space and time and, and professional recording. So, um, I had hoped to have, um, a a live event where I could have speakers come and, um, give their talks on a stage and they could record those and we would give them the recording. So they would have a footage for a speaker reel. Um, and that was in development phase. That was like maybe phase two or three. So it would be down the road a little bit, but, um, Based on this, I love it. Um, yeah, I there's no live events right now for me to book speakers on, and um, I was like, these stages are drying up right now. So I just really, um, I was called to be of service to others and to create a stage for the speakers, and that's where that it first came out of. Was I want to be of service to the speakers, and then as the speakers started to um, come together, they all energized me even more because they all wanted to be of service to others. Um, And so it's been this beautiful, just blossoming of an event that's going to be happening. Well, I love that you combined two things that you're passionate about into one like amazing effort. And um, just to, to go back to people giving back and how you're saying like everyone is coming together, I am just finding that like left and right right now. You know what I mean? It's it's actually really amazing how people are coming together and raising up in the ways that they can to support mm-hmm. one another. I could not agree more. It's been um, an amazing thing to watch. So many people show up in such awesome ways. And for um, 
just for the authenticity for people to really um, look at it from a humanitarian aspect for everyone to be a little kinder, um, a little more gentle on each other. And also to be able to, um, to just support one another because, um, and I think I've, I've heard this term a few times, you know, we're talking about um, people having to social distance and a few people have said, actually, it's not social distancing. We're supposed to be physically distancing, but but we should be connecting and we need to connect more than ever right now. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about the actual summit itself and what it all involves. So you're like paint a picture for me. So you have these speakers and you're giving them a platform. How does it work for the person that wants to um, partake in that? Yeah. Um, so this has been an in- incredible, um, and I know we were talking offline earlier today. I, I need to go back and actually see and connect the dots as to how all of these speakers came to be and came to be on the Silver Lining Summit, um, because there are phenomenal speakers who are coming together to um, teach, to share, um, both in business and in person, personal development. So you'll get a, a, enough of each, I think. Um, we have over 50 speakers right now. And I believe by the time this goes live, we'll, we'll be up around 60 speakers overall, which is incredible. That must make you um, so proud of yourself. <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm just, I'm showing up in the way that, um, that I feel like I'm being used. And, and if, and people seem to be responding and I am so grateful and so honored to be a part of this process. So thank you. It's, it's a really exciting time. Um, Can you give us any spoilers and tell us like maybe a couple speakers that might, you know? Yeah. So we, um, I, I can, I will tell you that, Um, Some of these speakers have been featured on the Oprah Winfrey show, the Ellen show, um, Huffington Post, Forbes Today, Thrive Global, CNN, NBC, Fox, TEDx, Inc. Magazine, like, and the list goes on. Um, It is really wild, the the number and the quality of people. Um, We have some former pro athletes. We have um, some marketing strategists. We have some business people. Um, we have like crazy awesome people in, in the realm of personal development and personal growth. Um, we have some international speakers, so I'm not going to give anything away, but by the time this goes out, you can visit the website and, and just look at this list and this lineup because it's incredible. Um, I would say too, we have an amazing, balance of some hometown heroes. So it's amazing to be able to feature some, some awesome people from, you know, New Hampshire and, and locally in New England. But then we have um, four different countries represented and, um, and three continents. So it's, it's a crazy lineup. Um, We're going to run from, we'll go live with our first speakers on Friday, March 27th. And we're going to run through April 5th. So it's a 10-day summit. And um, it's it's super exciting. I I happen to know that um, the the host of She Built This is is one of the featured speakers. I can I can give that away. When you showed me yesterday that list of other speakers, I was like, oh dear. <laughs> 
<laughs> this won't be good. Um, so I'm super flattered that you asked, but that brings me actually to something that I've been thinking about a lot. Like yeah. I think that now um, is kind of the time when you as an entrepreneur, and, and I want to hear your thoughts on this too, Aaron, but as an entrepreneur, it's like the things that you've kind of held yourself back from, or you've been a little bit afraid to do, or you've been comparing yourself to other people that are doing it better. I think it's the time to just kind of stop that because now is your opportunity. Like you're not doing your audience any favors when you decide to play it small and safe. So I love how you encouraged even the small town people like myself to be a part of this because it just gives them that opportunity to like stand up and share their voice and their message. Well, and I think that, you know, the one thing that people have in common on this summit is that they all have amazing information to provide and to share. And they also like they're doing incredible things. And one of the things that I know about whether you're a speaker or you're an entrepreneur or you're a business owner, um, you're only as strong as the visibility that you have. And so I am so proud to be able to steward this process of uh, having people discover some awesome, awesome people and to learn from some amazing people that they may not have known about before. So um, you are absolutely in good company on this summit. Um, and you absolutely deserve to be there, Emily, um, because of what you're doing and the movement that you're creating. So I'm super very, very thankful that you said yes to it. Um, and I also, I agree with you. I think that it is incredibly important right now um, for those who may have been reticent to move in a direction um, to to go there and to be able to do it. I have wanted to do an online summit for two years. <laughs> and this is my first online summit. And it, it was born out of a reaction of, I have this option, I can do this, or I cannot do this. And there wasn't an option, really, I didn't give myself that it was like, I'm going to move in this direction. And so the great part about that was I didn't second guess myself in this time and space, I didn't put it off. It was like, this is a way to help people. Um, and to really, you know, a, um, share the light of all of these speakers with the general public, but then also to be able to um, to really help, hopefully ease um, the the burden or the the heaviness that some people are feeling because they're at home right now. So, I'm I'm totally grateful for everyone who is involved, including yourself. Thank you, and thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. What do they say? Uh, what's that phrase? necessity is the birthplace of invention or the mother of invention or something like that but that's yes I, I hear you I had to take an event online as you know um this past week and I have always toyed with the idea of doing online events but then I'm like no no too you know too scary no one's gonna want to do that and then I kind of just needed to and so I did um and how did how did that go for you oh it was like the feedback we are getting is so awesome. There were there were 70 people viewing at any given time, which blows me away. And then I know that like at least 130 people either, you know, so you can see how many people viewed it and 130 total views. So 
people probably watch the replay and things like that. But personally, mm -hmm. it just, the feedback was awesome. And the way I'm telling you, like what I was going back, what I was talking about a few minutes ago about people giving back, like people just gave gift certificates for their services and their products. And I was like, I gave a bunch of gift certificates to support um, local brick and mortars, which mm -hmm. so happy to do. And I think that's like where we're all kind of coming at right now. It's like, we want to be generous. We want to give back and, and maybe it's not financial. And there's a lot of things I'm sure for you too. I mean, the summit is one of them, but where it's not financially that you're necessarily giving back, it's just giving back of your talents and your service. And through that you are, you know, rewarded. And, and that's the truth. I definitely feel like, um, you know, in terms of where I am mentally, um, and physically, um, this week versus last week, um, I have had my cup full the entire week because I've been connecting and, and doing intro calls with all of these amazing speakers and everyone is bringing such awesomeness to, um, this endeavor that it's like, that's the byproduct that I didn't even feel I didn't know that would happen. Right. And so I think that we're going to continue to see these ripple effects and these, these byproducts that no one could even imagine ahead of time. That just gave me the chills. Yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> um, and ripple effects is the perfect word because I think we're all going to look back and be like, okay, this was the time that this happened and changed my life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. All right. So I, I totally agree with you that, you know, that first night that you came home and you felt like everything was falling down, um, it was super important to feel your feelings. And, and I think that's kind of where I'm at too right now is just like, sometimes I feel really inspired and I feel like very productive and that I want to work. And honestly, I've been working from home the whole time. So as far as like my day to day, it hasn't affected my schedule. But it feels like for some reason, there's like this heaviness and that can cause you to like lose a lot of productivity. So I'm trying to do the same thing where I'm just like feeling into my emotions, whatever they are. And sometimes that means taking a 15 minute rest and just like ignoring everybody. Um, so I would love to know kind of what your, let's say like what your mindset is now going forward. And then do you anticipate this time um, offering you any more downtime or do you kind of see from here on out things just ramping up? So that's a super interesting question. And I would say, because I have been so busy, I've probably been busier in the last week and a half than I have been for most of the first part of the year, even though I was doing consulting, even though I was working with people on events. Um, and so this is a highly, um, concentrated, um, time for me. And, um, and I see it as a positive, it's an adrenaline rush for me. It's keeping me motivated, keeping me positive, keeping me upbeat. Um, and as an extrovert, it's keeping me connected to people. Um, because I think that that's, that's one of those things you have to look at what are the things that you would normally miss if your schedule or your life is, is adapting a little bit and you have to feed those pieces. Um, I fully expect that, you know, just like in a, in a live event that ramps up and I work a lot of hours and then I come down after that, I do expect there to be some sort of, not necessarily a fallout, but, a just 
like a, a downtime and I, I'm planning for that. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to read a lot of good books. I'm going to, um, take time for myself, but also because I have been so focused on this summit over the last few weeks, um, I have been taking, um, time in between recordings to meditate for five or 10 minutes, like to collect my thoughts, to walk away from my desk, um, And I think one of the beautiful things that I've watched um, come up and you said that like your schedule has not necessarily changed because you've worked from home, but that the heaviness is you feel a different kind of heaviness. And I think that I, I agree with you. Like, I think that we can all, there's a, there's a heaviness to this that, that is not the same. Um, And I would say that I, I have loved watching those people who either work from home, own their own business and are home-based businesses, or um, have been, you know, somewhat remote in different times of, of their careers, how they're reaching out to help people adapt to this process. Um, because businesses that never worked remote are now fully remote. And um, that that takes a lot of um it takes a lot of adapting to that. And um, the other challenge that a lot of people face are that they have not, not only are they working from home, but their spouses are now working from home. Their children are at home. You know, they're, they're contending with animals and and all of the other things that go along with it. So um, I think it's super important to give yourself some grace and, and to not um, be too hard on yourself through this whole process. Um, And I also feel like, you know, planning in whether it be downtime or, or what have you and feeling those feelings. Like, I think that this is going to be a lot of swings. I can't imagine. I'm, I know that I will probably have dark days again, right? Like this is not going to be over in just a weekend. So um, I fully expect to have to manage those things and, and to not be upbeat and cheerful every single day. Um, right now I'm, I have the luxury of that. I have a really nice thing to focus on and the people I'm connecting with are amazing. Um, and so I would encourage people to look at what really brings them joy and help themselves focus on some of those things. Um, I know in my bio, you talk about Huga as being one of the things that I love. And so I also feel like that plays into this. There are different things in terms of Huga that you can do in different seasons. It's not just relegated to um, wintertime. You know, so there's seasonal Huga things you can do. And I, I fully think that that's, that's something people can really take to heart to lighten the mood, you know, or to um, look at how to, to look at things differently. Yeah. You know, so. I need to order some candles from one of our, she built this members. Yes. <laughs> more of that. Yes. Um, all right. So what, I want to know what books, like what book you're going to read first and, um, and then just anything else, I guess that's on your, you know, I hate to make light of it and call it a coronavirus bucket list, but there are things that I have been putting off for months and months and months and months that I plan to do during any downtime. So what are like, I, I know you mentioned what you're going to do, but specifically what's on your little bucket list right now. Yes. So um, I have a stack of books downstairs that I keep like everyone, somebody like offers a new recommendation. And so I get it from Amazon because I 
am such a like a book hoarder. Um, so I probably have 12 books downstairs. They're mostly business and marketing. Um, what is, um, you actually gave me a recommendation. Is it the brand story? Oh my God. Or story brand? Um, story brand is great. And then also stories that stick with Kendra Hall is also. Yes. And so I have, um, a story brand downstairs. I had started it, but I haven't finished it. I did get, um, Dave Hollis's, um, book, I had pre-ordered it like last summer. So that is here and I'm going to try and read that as well. Um, and then also, you know, I'm going to try and find a book for, for just pleasure um, that is not related to business. Um, and which is funny for me to say, because I, I get a lot of pleasure from reading business books and um, personal development books, but I'm also going to try and read a story as well. So that is on my bucket list. And then honestly, I'm super excited about being able to um, clean my house room by room. Like I'm going to take it easy. I'm not going to go at it crazy and try and clean the whole house top to bottom. I'm just going to like one day I'm going to wash the baseboards in one room or, you know, we're going to organize part of the basement. Um, and then the third thing I think that I'm looking forward to, and this is giving me the opportunity to really lean into that, is that I wanted to have a really nice vegetable garden. <laughs> and I was like, oh, when am I going to find time to do that? Well, I'm going to have plenty of time to, to have a vegetable garden this summer. And so um, that's the third thing I would say that I'm probably going to do and really, um, yeah, and spend time in and spending time with my husband and my puppies. Yeah, that would be so nice if you guys don't drive each other crazy. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so one thing I wanted to share about being an uh, about being an extrovert, um, I'm I'm I always say like I don't feel entirely introvert or extrovert, so I'm like somewhere in between. But there's this great activity in Brene Brown's Dare to Lead where you take a one by one, so one inch by one inch piece of paper, and you write down the people that you value, like their feedback the most. Mm -hmm. I think that during this time, like I've been trying to check in consistently with five people. Like I have five people like, okay, these are the people I want to make sure are okay during this time. But you as an extrovert, I would encourage you to have five people you can always check in on or check in with when you're not feeling well too, you know, because mm -hmm. I know it's hard to get energy when you haven't gotten any from other people. I love that, Emily. And I think that that's definitely, you know, um, there's no time like the present, right? Like you, there's no, you, there's no time like now to, um, reach out or to say hello or to reconnect with someone who, um, who you may have not been in touch with for a long time. Like, this is that opportunity um, because we have, we all have very busy lives and we're being asked to um, kind of strip away some of that busyness. Um, and so I love that. And um, Brene Brown is so amazing, isn't she? I know. I know. And it, it, she has a new podcast out and like it was advertised to me the other day and I said, Oh, definitely listening to that. <laughs> Yes, that's one of my, I would say that's another bucket list thing is just to like, catch up on some of the podcasts that I have um, on my on my listening to do list, um, but that I, I just haven't um, put aside quality time to do. And so um, that's, I'm really excited to dive into her her new podcast as well. 
that's so this is like one of the reason I'm asking like a lot of these coronavirus focused questions is that's something I for the next couple of guests I'm sort of bringing in just because I mean there's so much conversation happening around this right now and I think that we're all going through it so differently but we're all going through it together so you know just different ways that people are coping with it can help somebody else you know so that's why I ask those questions um and and also just interests me <laughs> what we're all doing as a society with more downtime I can't wait to hear what your other guests have to say too because I'm like I think that it is it's so neat like this is the opportunity you have to pick up a new hobby or to try something new or you know like and, and there's no shame around it. Like, that's what I think. Um, one of the things that's happening is that you, um, speaking back to, um, the part of the conversation where like, don't put it off what you could do today, the things you wanted to do in your business. I also think that, um, what people think, like having the, the reaction to, oh my gosh, they may think something or, you know, what will people think if I do this? That's, that's totally gone. Yeah. It's pretty freeing. Like you don't have to worry about what anyone thinks because we're all going through this together. So, um, and at least, so that's, at least if they think anything bad about you, you won't be able to see their face. So, well, that's part of it. Yeah. But I, I think like, there's no pretense anymore. You know, it's kind of exciting to look at it like that. And so if, I don't know, maybe I'll take a, a vocal lesson or something. I've always wanted to sing, but I, I feel like I have a bad voice. And so like, who knows, I might take up something totally different and new. Oh my gosh, that's fun. All right. Yeah. So um, just to, to go back to the summit, I just yeah. asked how we can find it online and what social media channels you're you're going to be on with it so that we can get connected to it and people can watch. Awesome. So we are going to, um, we, by the time that this goes live, we will be live with the summit. And, um, I know that you're going to link to it in the, um, show notes, but it's, um, silverliningsummit.com and you can opt in. It's a free summit for you to watch the recordings per day for 24 hours. We are also offering an all access pass so that you can watch all of the, um, videos on demand from all of our speakers at any time you want to, you'll never miss one. Um, additionally, we are going to have, um, information going out mostly on Instagram, I would say, and you can follow me, Aaron Newhart. Um, I'll put that in too. Cause it's like Aaron.newhart.com. Dot. Yeah. Yes. Consultant. Yes. So it's going to be my, my, um, professional social account. And then, um, join the conversation using hashtag silver lining summit. I love it. And I cannot recommend getting an all access pass um, enough because that conference I went to in San Diego, which I swear to God was like the last event in America. Um, <laughs> but I got the all access pass and thank God I did because I was only able to go to like, you know, six or seven sessions a day. And there's still 40 left for me to watch and listen to. And I plan to do that because every single one of them is of interest to me, you know? So that's why I can't recommend enough getting the all access pass because there are going to be so many awesome, I've seen the speaker list and I know like what some people are going to be talking about and there's going to be like gem upon gem upon gem and you're not going to be able to do it all in a weekend. <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited. It is, 
like I'm just in awe of the people who have said yes to this opportunity to be a part of it. Um, and I, in talking to them, like I'm blown away upon, like every time I talk to somebody, I'm more blown away by, um, by their content, by what they're doing in the world, by how interesting they are. And so I'm really excited to share all of them with you. And um, thank you so much, Emily. Um, you've been such a huge supporter of this endeavor and have been cheerleading me behind the scenes. And so I'm so grateful for you. Oh, gosh, Aaron, I swear anything you do, I'm, I'm there to cheer you on because <laughs> you come up with some really great ideas. So thanks so much for sharing with us and being here. I can't wait. Um, and now when this comes out, I'll only have to wait two more days. So super exciting. And I guess we'll probably hear from you again in the future when you, when again, you pivot. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily, for having me. Thank you. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.